Pylon listeners, welcome back to the pod, getting ready for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And the NFC North only has one remaining team, but we'll still have some other things to talk about here on the podcast as well. We're going to get the Bears a little bit, a little bit of the Lions head coaching, and then of course, previewing the Packers-Rams game. Uh, so we'll be getting into all that. Before we do that, let's introduce everybody, the Pylon crew. So I'm Big Z, representing the Detroit Lions. Let's go around to the rest. So we got Remy, representing the Vikings. We are purple at heart, but this week we root for the Rams, baby. It's Cole Vikes. Then we got Barney representing the Bears. Buckle up, Bears fans. 2021 looks like it's going to be a stinker. And then last but not least, we got Kinger representing the lone remaining team, the Green Bay Packers. Boys, it's good to be back. We are kicking off the 34th season uh, in NFL history with a Packers playoff appearance, which is the most in the NFL, in case you guys are wondering. Super pumped. Happy to be back, as I said. <laughs> and I think the Lions are just close behind you, uh, Kinger. <laughs> yeah, just maybe one or two, not somewhere in that yeah, realm, exactly. right? Um, and, and we also got our producer, uh, Kid J, on the podcast here. He'll be chiming in a little bit, but especially later on. Uh, Kid J. Introduce yourself here. Hey, everyone. Go Rams. I can't wait for them to beat the Packers. <laughs> yes, as we mentioned before, he is a Rams fan, but he is kind enough to produce this podcast for the NFC North uh, nonetheless. All right, uh, so let's get into this. And Barney, I want to shoot over you. So we're getting into the playoff game last, uh, but the Bears had a press conference today. Uh, it, it really got the fan base going. Uh, <laughs> not in the right direction, I don't think. Uh, here's one quote, and then I'll, I'll let you uh, take it from here, Barney. But... uh. From the Bears president, Ted Phillips, have we gotten the quarterback situation right? No. Have we won enough games? No. But everything else is there. Uh, Barney, do you have anything to say to that and anything else that you wanted to take away from this press conference that was all over my Twitter feed and nobody was too happy about it? <laughs> uh, just first, fuck Ted Phillips. Um, dude, it was, it was a brutal, brutal day to be a Bears fan. Uh, you know, I tuned in. It was... I was I was shell shocked. Um, I I I always expect from this team the unexpected, but today I I was a little like aghast. Um, you know, just like you said, they had their end of the year uh, press conference. Uh, Chairman George McCaskey, uh, President Ted Phillips, Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy. You know, I'll just start off by saying, boy, I would love to work for this McCaskey family. Uh, <clears throat> You know, news broke the day before, so it wasn't a total shock when, when we announced that uh, Pace and Nagy would be around for 2021. When I tuned in, I knew that they wouldn't answer the tough questions, and, uh, you know, I, I knew they'd use buzzwords in unity, but, you know, it became very clear to me after I sifted through the bullshit that these folks just don't give a fuck. Uh, George and Ted were unified in the decision that Nagy and Pace are the right men for the job. Uh, they had the audacity to brag numerous times that other organizations are envious of the culture that this <laughs> regime has created. And when questioned about it, they brought up the fact that only a few teams in this league's history has made it to the playoffs during a season in which that they endured a six-game losing streak. Never mind the fact that this is the first year that the Bears or the NFL expanded it to a seventh team, and that's the only reason why we made it. 
but George and Ted, they were very impressed with Pace and Nagy uh, making the playoffs. And uh, through constant conversations between themselves and trusted people around the league, they are optimistic that these two will lead us to playoff victories and a Super Bowl win. When asked who those trusted people are, George said, and he said it a million times, I am not, I do not understand football at the highest level, like, you know, somebody like a GM like Ryan Pace may. So I lean on others to help me. Who are the people that he leans on? He accidentally said it today. He leans on the opinions and advice from three other owners. John Mara of the Giants, Art Rooney of the Steelers, and Mike Bidwell of the Cardinals. This fucking goofball (laughs) asks for advice from his opposition. I mean, how fucking clueless can this guy be? Maybe they're friends. Maybe they're really good friends, Barney. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So here we are, Bears fans, George and Ted, giving the keys to Pace and Nagy to correct the QB's position once again. I fucking hate these assholes. After those two clowns were finished, Pace and Nagy got on the mic where they didn't disappoint either. They started their opening statements with how fortunate they feel to be where they are. Yeah, no shit. Uh, They applauded the organization's efforts in battling this unprecedented year of the coronavirus and all the challenges that it brought. Uh, They spoke to how proud of each other they were for climbing out of that six-game losing streak and making the playoffs. Let's, let's not mention that you know we were facing the Texans, the Jaguars, and the Vikings, but, but let's, all just, let's all just be very proud that we were able to climb ourselves back to 8-8. Eight and, eight. Let, and let's be proud of the fact that we had a six-game losing streak. <laughs> and that's my next point. They brought up the six-game losing streak, but neither of them acknowledged that they had a role to play in that. Newsflash, brother. We were in that hole because of the fucking choices you made. Starting Rashad Coward at guard until week 11 after James Daniels went down. Taking Montgomery out on every third and short or fourth and short ball and giving it to fucking Patterson and never converting. Not giving up play calling duties until week 11 because you're a guru who has the 30th ranked offense for three straight years. I'm so tired of hearing how much confidence that they have in one another when they work together. Who are you fooling? You two work together to bring in foals. How the hell did that go for us? You know, now this city has to sit back and watch you two mortgage the future because they will. They're desperate. Their their seats are piping hot. Ted didn't think that it was important to discuss contracts of both the coaches moving forward. Uh, you know, so, so now, now we got eight picks coming up in this draft. Uh, Pace is going to absolutely devastate us with what the hell he's going to do next to try to save his job. I mean, what an absolute shit show. Nagy, I will, I will give credit where credit's due. Nagy made me laugh a little bit. He legitimately did not contribute one single word about this team's future. He spoke once to wish Pagano good luck at being a granddad, 
which was cute. But my favorite part was when I actually identified with him a little bit. You know, I can't remember the particular question, but he jumped in. It was like the first time he spoke. He jumped in. He said, Ryan, do you want me to go or should I? Or or, or do you? And I just laughed out loud because I just thought of my own situation when like I'd be on the on a call with a client and they would bring up a, a question and I, I, you know, you'd hear that, that silence go on and I have my resource here, my technical resource to help me out. And I don't know the answer. So I go, uh, Pete, do you think, uh, I should jump in or do you want to jump in? And that is just key word for, I have no fucking clue what the hell I'm doing here. <laughs> I mean, what a joke. Next year is going to be the same exact thing. Our defense will keep us in games. We will most likely be somewhere around 500 at the end of the season. A few games less, a few games more, who knows. We might fuck around and get get a few lucky bounces and make the playoffs. But overall, we are going to be an eyesore to watch. We are going to be two hours of scheduled disappointment every Sunday. And we're going to get teabagged by any good team late in the season or playoffs. That's the state of the Bears. That's the feeling of mediocrity widely accepted at Hallis Hall, and that is just a shame. <laughs> uh, Bart, Barney, uh, <laughs> before we started recording here, you said you keep it four minutes. I do, in the back of my mind, I'm like, there's no chance in hell with everything in the press conference today. He keeps us up four minutes. <laughs> and you, you lived up to I the just- billing, my friend. I just I didn't want you cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Barney, really quick, you know, so a few people sent me this today, and I think I sent it to you as well. The Ted Phillips uh, as president, uh, just some highlights: twenty-four different starting quarterbacks, fifteen of which have played at below five hundred seasons, um, thirteen third or last place division finishes, ten seasons with a losing record, six playoff appearances, five division championships, three playoff wins, one Super Bowl appearance, but no Super Bowl win. Um, and is that a, a good resume or a bad resume? Tree. What's that, Remy? What's it? And a partridge and a pear tree. <laughs> um, do you do you consider this Ted Phillips as uh this, these twenty one years as a minor success, not successful at all? I mean, what what do you view with those type of numbers? Come on, Big Z. Come on, man. Um, I mean, I mean, let's let's get to it. Mike Mike McCaskey, who ran the team before George, he for complications, had to step down, right? And he passed. But when he did, Virginia McCaskey did not know what to do, so she gave the football operations to our accountant. That was what Ted Phillips was. He was an accountant before he was named president of football operations. Uh, That's the exact resume of somebody who doesn't know what the hell they're doing and he doesn't and he admits that he's not a football guy just like George says he's not a football guy and that's why they lean on people like Ernie Accorsi you know a couple years back right oh he's the worst he's the worst but but I just want to make one 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 thing clear uh you know Bears fans we don't we don't deserve this bullshit uh you know when it comes last year I want to take everybody back in 2018 we went 12 and 4 in 2019, we went eight and eight. When we went eight and eight in the end of the year press conference, George McCaskey said, I am so disappointed. We are going to find out this year if we are the 12 and four team or if we're the eight and eight team. 
we did exactly a carbon copy of last or the 2019 season. We climbed our way back to two thousand or to eight and eight after a fucking losing streak, and here we are. And George McCaskey is sitting here saying, "Let's run it all back. Let's have Pace and Nagy back at the helm because I believe in these guys." And I'm just gonna say, dude, the, the, I I am scared as hell for the draft. I'm scared for for free agency. I think uh, they're gonna try to save their jobs with getting you know projects and uh, you know. I, the, this is just going to be an absolute shit show for the next GM to have to fucking rebuild our team when that when that fucking King and Remmer, are you guys happy to see uh, Nagy and Pace stay in the same spot? I'll I'll, I'll throw this one to Kinger first. I, he because he, he's got a big old smile on his face. <laughs> you know, I feel for Barney and Bears fans, but at the same time, I mean, for the rest of the NFC North, I think all of us are agreeing. We got big old smiles on our faces, right? <laughs> Especially from my perspective, coming from a coaching staff and regime that has not had a whole lot of success against my Green Bay Packers, bring them back for another year. Absolutely. I'm all for it. Remy. You know, uh, I, actually, I actually talked to a few Bears fans today, and some of them tend to think that they can make a case that, you know, Nagy and Pace aren't the problem, and that since Nagy's taken over, they've made the playoffs this x amount of times um but what i want to know from twice yeah um but what i want to know is is it is it the culture in the locker room or is it is it is it just the play because you guys you guys mimic you guys mimic the minnesota vikings right now but on opposite you're right your your defense is, is solid but your offense is less explosive um versus minnesota offensive uh, Blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't think you guys are very far off. I mean, I, I don't understand a lot of the decisions and kind of the kicking the can down the road a little further uh, of what happened today in the press conference because, you know, if you go back to the 8-8 eight and eight team, you're just going to get that 8-8 eight and eight mindset. You know, you, it, it was – it's just you're going you're gonna to stay that way. And I personally, I think – you're not that far off from being where you want to be if you can solidify this defense and keep them intact. Once the defense starts to go, I think you're in real trouble. And Barney, uh, just to add on that, uh, I just found it really funny that they're talking about how they think they have an established culture here when the Bears look like the most undisciplined team of all the playoff teams this this past weekend. Uh, yeah, they, li- they, they live in absolute la-la land. I have no <laughs> idea where they got that. Um, but I just, like... I just want to say one thing. It, it, yeah, finish it, it up 100% there. is Nagy, Nagy and Pace. Uh, I mean, but it, it goes higher up. I mean, George, they need to sell the fucking team. They need to get people in here that know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, when we have two guys at the top making decisions that absolutely don't understand football and self-admittedly say that, uh, well, that's not going to fucking help. Now, just to make, make a point to what you said, Remy, about the Bears fans not thinking it's Nagy and, and whatnot. Dude. When you defer the ball, we won the choice. We deferred the ball. When you defer the ball, you're hoping that your defense does the job, that you get the last possession, and you get the extra possession in the game. And we did that. We got the ball with two minutes left. It was a minute 48 on the 18-yard line. And Matt Nagy decided, eh, let's run the fucking clock out. So this guy is a joke. He's He's a real estate agent. 
He should have never gotten back into football. The McCaskies have no idea what they're doing. I said I'd love to work for the McCaskies because (laughs) anybody with a slight little bit of charisma could pull the wool over their eyes. They're a fucking joke as a family. So that's it. It sounds like he just doesn't have much confidence in the offense whatsoever. So I'd and 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 you know, are there what what about the contract extensions with uh, with Allen Robinson? Like I know AR kind of said something how it's been you know three hundred sixty four days. Uh, what's is is he just destined to be a free agent now? Here, let uh, Barney well, well, answer that one, and then we'll then we'll move on uh, here. Uh, yeah, that that's a good point. Um, I will I will say this. Uh, during that. Con- or during the call, there was one question that was sort of answered, and that was by Pace. And, you know, he kind of beat around the bush, but he said, hey, the league gives us tools, and we want A-Rob as long as we can, and I have a feeling that we're just going to franchise him or we're going to try to make some sort of contract that backdates all of his money. But uh, I, I feel like Allen Robinson, if he gets franchised, you know, like he's, he's going to be a part of the Bears, but he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. Just don't let him go to Green Bay. <laughs> I would be surprised if he went there personally, but um, and and just to transition this over to my Lions, uh, Bar- Barney, uh, you mentioned this Ted Phillips guy, not a football guy at all. That's kind of what the Lions were the last couple of years. They had Rod Wood, who was uh pretty much like an accountant slash like a uh, hedge fund guy working for the Fords for a long time, running some of the football operations for the Lions, and we we kind of saw some dysfunction here. But now they brought in Chris Spielman, who is a complete football guy, um, and I, I think he's going to really change the fortune of this Lions team. That's what they need. They need a guy that knows football at the top, not like a Ted Phillips or Rod Wood. Who the, Ted Phillips for Lions uh, is Rod Wood, or Rod Wood for the Bears is Ted Phillips. So, But the Lions have removed him out of the football part. <laughs> so I hope that fixes some of the issues that we've been having the last couple of years. Congratulations, Big Z. You know more about managing a team than uh, the owners of the Bears. Good job. <laughs> uh, so, let, I mean, and talking about the Lions, uh, just a quick update here on their search. Um, it looks like George Patton actually from the Vikings, Remy, who was one of the top contenders for the Lions GM spot, is going to be going to the Broncos. He got a six-year deal with them. Um, that's a pretty good situation Great he's got guy. going on. Great yeah. guy. So the second-hand man for Rick Spielman for, I, I forgot how many years, like 13 or something like that yeah, over in Minnesota. Thir- 13 or 14. We're talking, you know, drafts like, yep. uh, I I don't Dalvin Cook, you know, Daniel Hunter, Eric Kendricks, um, the trade with Jared Allen, yeah. Adrian Peterson. It's, he's, yeah, he's, when he gets his guy, he gets his guy. Um, so what, what the Lions now have, so they, they brought in Ed Dodds. This is the only interview Ed Dodds has taken. Uh, he's the second GM right now, or assistant GM for the Colts. So that is my personal favor right now to hopefully get the job in Detroit. Um, it's a, I think it's part of partially if he wants it or not though. Um, so hopefully those talks are going well, but actually the favorite right now is Brad Holmes from your, uh, Los Angeles Rams, uh, kid Jay. He's been Brad Holmes. If you're not familiar, he he's been with the Rams for 18 years. So his whole professional career, he worked as like a defensive quality control guy or something like that, and worked his way all the way up to be director of uh, college scouting for the Los Angeles Rams. And by all by all reports, it seems like he's pretty much ran like the last three or four drafts for the Rams over there. 
and that just gets final sign off from their GM. Who's their, who's the Rams GM right now? Uh, Les Snead. Les Snead. But um, and can you back me up? I mean, is this Brad Holmes guy? Uh, has he pretty much run their draft? Yeah, yeah, he has. He's very legit. Like he's like he he's like everybody talks about how like he's just like a details guy and how he has really grown like and picked these players that the Rams have picked. Rams have selected over the last few years, even without first round picks. So hitting on those like mid round picks. So I hope he doesn't get pick. Hope he doesn't get hired by the the Lions um, selfishly. But well, I mean he he's gonna get hired by somebody because he uh, he's he's in a final interview with the or second interview with the Lions. He's in a second interview with the Atlanta Falcons as well. Um, so those those are two big names. Uh, there were some rumors out there today about Kevin Colbert from the Pittsburgh Steelers coming over the Lions, but those have been debunked. There was a report by a Detroit journalist that got debunked later uh, because the Lions would need to request an interview with him, and there's been no reports of even the Lions requesting an interview with Colbert. Um, so I'm not sure what 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 I, what I, that report. Um, now as far as the coaching, uh, search goes. That's where it's more interesting. If they hire a guy like Brad Holmes who has no GM experience, um, then what do the Lions plan to do with the head coach? Do they want a head coach with a lot of experience? If that's the case, Marvin Lewis might become the front runner. Um, but the only coach right now that the Lions have a second interview lined up with is Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator um, of the Titans. But unfortunately, Arthur Smith also has – he's meeting with the owners in New York. He also has a second interview with the Falcons. And then on Friday, it's the Lions. So they're like third in line with these second interviews. So he might not get to, to Friday unless he's being very, very patient. Um, so that that's kind of where the head coaching. Uh, oh, and I should mention Robert Sala, who is the favorite, uh, the betting favorite. He seems he's he had a second interview with the Jets. And now he had uh, now he's going to travel to Philadelphia to have an interview so a lot of interesting stuff going on there i don't know who the head coach will be uh there's a lot of dominoes still to fall i think the gm dominoes are going to start falling faster now that george Patton took the denver job so we might see some by the end of this week especially with the lions already getting a second interview in with brad holmes uh but i mean we'll see we'll see my guess right now is that brad holmes will be hired as gm and marvin lewis will be the head coach that's my guess i don't know if it's going to happen um that that's just my gut feeling right now with where things stand. Um, I don't know if anybody has anything to add to that. Really, the only just you know just as far as coaching search goes, I find it fascinating to see what's going on with Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. The fact that they're they're just waiting for an answer from him, and now he's taking calls from the Chargers. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. That's just an interesting tidbit that has nothing to do with the NFC North here. But Remy, you want to add something here? Yeah. No. Uh... I mean, as much as I love your Lions and root in day in and day out for them. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. But 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 sometimes I don't get the love back, and, and we'll talk about that later, Big Z. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I I do I do envision Marvin Lewis. Maybe I'll maybe and, I'll love the Vikings a little more if they don't sack Stafford uh, five times every game. All right. <laughs> we need a D line if we're gonna get any sacks. Ooh, I'm sorry. All right. Anyway, self I love burn. The, I, exactly. Uh, if if any of the Vikings D-line are listening to this, please don't come at me. Anyway, um, no, I like the Marvin Lewis hire. Um, you know, I mean, say what you want about him in Cincy, especially towards the end, but for the first part of his career in Cincy, he was, you know, he would he would make things happen, and I think he built the roster that got him to the playoffs and maybe got him a playoff 
victory. Uh, but any, I mean, the future's bright with Marvin Lewis, and he's got a really nice offensive mindset. Worked with Coach Zimmer. Um, it'd be interesting to see someone like him kind of take over that uh, quote unquote deadly offense with Matt Stafford if Matt Stafford is still a lion. Yeah, and and I'll just repeat really quickly what we I said about Marvin Lewis. Uh, you know, limited resources over in Cincinnati. A lot of people within the NFL circles, uh, inner circles, really think he did a, a job that a lot of people couldn't have done um, and that he doesn't get enough credit. And if he is hired, I think Darren Bevel would stay as offensive coordinator. So I, I think that's what would happen if he is hired. I don't know if it will, but that's just my guess. But let's now move on to the actual games going on this weekend. That is Packers hosting... The Los Angeles Rams, Packers, six and a half point favorites in this game. Um, Kinger, some news, first of all. Uh, earlier earlier this morning, Adam Schefter said no positive cases. Then we get this report like two hours before that says Jason Valdir had a, has a positive case. So he will not be making NFL history as the first uh, player to start for two playoff teams in a single postseason. How, who, who's the starting left tackle for the Packers, and how do you think uh, not having Valdir is going to affect you? So, <clears throat> Valdir was really just added for some depth. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure exactly. The Packers have had, are fortunate enough where we do have enough depth where we are or have been able to be very flexible with our guys and moving them around on the offensive line, right? Billy Turner's been playing a lot of left tackle for us. Um, you know, Rick Wagner has stepped in as well. Elkin Jenkins has also played some this year. Um, you know, I'm thinking Turner is probably going to end up being the guy. Um, but Valdir, again, he's just somebody who had some familiarity with Green Bay. Obviously, we signed him last year for the playoffs as well. Uh, you know, on the Colts practice squad, which allowed us to be in the play position to sign him for the first place. Um, you know, just bringing him back for that depth. And obviously, we, we run into the situation today where... Uh, he gets a positive COVID test. So I saw earlier today, uh, you know, it was reported that he wasn't at practice. Everybody was a little bit unsure why. Uh, obviously, we learned that uh, this this turns out to be the reason why. So because he's been in Green Bay for just about 24 hours now, we are fortunate where the best case scenario for this right now is uh, no additional players are being added to that list due to contact tracing. Um, so there's been nobody in the facility that's, you know, met those requirements, guidelines to be placed on that list. So going forward, um, the Packers just got to hope that we don't have any additional positive tests come up uh, over these next few days. But right now, we are in as good of a situation as we could be with this. And, uh, all right. So um, let, now let's focus on the matchups in this game. And, uh, you know, Kinger, the, the, the big matchup, I think, here is the Packers offense versus um, the Rams defense. Obviously, number one offense going against the number one defense. Uh, how do you feel about this Rams defense, especially the – Jalen Ramsey being no lock on Devonte Adams. Uh, do, He's do been think... elite. Ramsey's been elite all season. I'm so excited for that matchup. Sorry, oh, yeah. I chime in there. No, no, yeah, absolutely, Remy. I couldn't uh, couldn't agree with you more. Ramsey obviously is elite, and I think that's uh, what everybody's looking forward to this weekend. Uh, you know, the Rams are uh, you know very unique team, and honestly, you got to give a lot of credit to their defensive coordinator and how they line up their scheme because there's a couple interesting stats about the Rams that. Um, you know, really stand out. They uh, pretty much play almost exclusively zone defense. Almost 80% of the snaps they play are in uh, zone coverage. Um, you know, they do travel Ramsey with a lot of number ones like they did with DK Metcalf, like they did with 
DeAndre Hopkins earlier this year. You anticipate um, them doing that similar with Devontae Adams, although it will be interesting to see if they follow, if he lines up in the slot because we do line up Devontae in the slot a good amount. Historically, that has been a place that Jalen really hasn't gone. Um, but, you know, just the stat that stands out, you know, the first thing I saw, Devontae Adams has 18 touchdowns this year. The Rams have allowed 17 um, passing touchdowns on the season total. So Devontae has more than, you know, that whole defense is let up all season long. They also play very light boxes. They play a lot of coverage. The Rams, uh, you know, they, that's, that's the priority. They, wanna, they put a lot of DBs out there, but they're still fifth in the league in run defense. So I think, uh, you know, it's a very unique style. They've got obviously great playmakers out there that fit their scheme very well. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, I think uh, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in football at the moment. Uh, he's not going to out-physical Jalen Ramsey. He's going to have to beat him with his finesse. Um, and luckily, that's Devontae's game. I think he's one of the best route runners, one of the best releases in all of football, if not the best. Uh, and he's just going to have to play his game, like you said. The big thing is, um, ultimately, is going to be how we run the ball. You know, the Packers have been very balanced this year, have had a lot of success running the ball. That offensive line is going to have to obviously control Aaron Donald, control those defenders, and we're going to have to make the Rams try and load the box. Uh, you know, we want them to shy away from their scheme, and if they're going to have to throw more defenders in the box uh, to try and stop that run, you know, I like Aaron Rodgers' ability to pick some of those guys apart, uh, even with Jalen Ramsey out there. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and, uh, you know, Top, top defense versus top offense, like you said. Can anybody really ask for a, a better matchup yeah, than that? Yeah, and uh, let me throw this over to Kid J now. Uh, so he mentioned playing Jalen Ramsey in the slot. Who, what is the Rams' answer to that, do you think? Uh, if uh, I'm sorry, uh, Devontae Adams. If Devontae Adams goes in the slot, what's the Rams' answer to that? I'd say they put either like um, they put either like Darius Williams or Troy Hill on him. Or um, How they been against the slot receivers this year? They've been, they've been all right. All three, all their three. All their defensive backs have been playing really well, especially like Tre'Davious Williams. He's been on fire. He's like he's a undrafted free agent, so they've all been like making plays and like they're all very disciplined. And I think the Rams won't beat themselves. The Rams defense won't beat themselves because they've been very good. At, you know, like not keeping like um not allowing deep plays. They're number one in defense against preventing deep plays. And I think the Packers have the number one deep play offense in the in the in the league. So um. Uh, that's, I think that's a very big part of Aaron Rodgers' game and shrinking the field for Aaron Rodgers and just having him com compete, uh, complete a bunch of those mid mid throws that they keep in front of him. And um, I think that the, uh, the the Rams can definitely hold him, especially if they keep the, the run game in check. So, And uh, there's another uh, player I want to mention on the Rams, Kajay, and uh, <laughs> that is Leonard Floyd. He has played a great defensive end this year. Barney, does that... Does that frustrate you seeing how good he's been playing for the Rams this year? Uh, yeah, it frustrates me because he, uh, he, it's clear that he's just putting a hell of a lot more effort into his game than, than what he did. But I will say one thing about Leonard Floyd. The only team, when he was wearing a Bears uniform, the only team that he had just he had his best games ever versus was Green Bay Packers. So, uh, hmm. you know, he doesn't mind the cold. I know the Rams usually don't play well in, in cold mm. places like Lambeau, but uh, you know if he if he can still muster up some of that Chicago Chicago bear weather feel, uh, it could be a rough day out there for Aaron Rodgers. He might not have as much time as he hopes. Yeah, Remy, you had something to add there. Yeah, I did, and uh, you know what? I just forgot. 
Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, man. That's all right. If it comes back to you, let us know. Uh, let's. Oh, oh, got it. Right oh, now. he's got, I got it. it. He's got it. Okay. All right. He's all right. Got let's throw it back he, to Remy he, here. He he recovered the fumble. Okay, so uh, I think a major key, and I'm going to sound like Mike Zimmer on this, a major key to beat Green Bay is field position. You know, you have to make Rodgers go the full length of the field. We're talking down to the four to the three yard line with your defense. Um, if if your guy's giving him good field position, it's not going to take much for him to go down and score. I, I believe King or reference, he's the best route runner. Uh, Devontae Adams, the best route runner in the league. And if we're talking about just slant routes, yeah, he's correct. Um, so what I think. <laughs> so he runs one key... route better than anybody else, but the other ones, no. Yeah, yeah, and then just little bubble screens that are just cheap and not fair. So anyway, um, I think the key to the Rams uh, upsetting the Packers is just nailing them down at the five. And is, is Aaron Donald healthy? Is he healthy going into this game? Good day. Yeah, he says he's uh, he, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's hurt. He says he's not feeling any pain, but I'm sure he's hurting. But uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be good to go along with the uh, Cooper. Cup so he's gonna the, be he he's gonna be hungry and. I'm sorry, Kinger. Rodgers might not make it out of this game. <laughs> this uh, could Barney, be the game. Barney, you want to add to that? Yeah, uh, well, two things. Um, I want to comment on Remy's uh, field position. You know, there's no better punter in the game than, than Exactly. Hecker's exactly. been terrible. Yeah, he was, he was, a, captain. Hecker's been he was bad. a captain at one point. He, he, is, he is one of the best. Hold on, Kid, Kid Jay, who, and, uh, can you, can you th- tell us about Hecker? Because the Rams yeah. had the 30th ranked special teams in the league this year. Yeah, Hecker hasn't been Heck, Hecker hasn't been his dominant self, but I feel like I think they can get him in good enough position. Um, they're uh, they've been their kicking game has been kind of kind of lame at the it was kind of was really bad at the start of the year, but uh, they found Matt Gay from uh from the from the Bucks and um Johnny Hecker and like the long snapper John McQuaid. They like they found they like discovered him and like told the team to sign him after like these couple kicking embarrassments and they've kind of Matt Gay you mean right yeah Matt Gay Matt Gay yeah Matt Gay has gotten back on track. and he's the and he Gay is the uh the place kicker right the field goal kicker. yeah yeah and uh, yeah I, and I think that Hecker can can get it back on track it's gonna be a little hard in the cold but I think that I think they can I think they'll figure it out I think I think he's truly one of the most talented uh punters in the game but but uh Big Z you said it earlier uh even even Kinger, uh, do the two strengths of these of this matchup with uh, Ramsey and Devontae is that you know the best attribute from Ramsey is that he is one of the hardest guys to get off the line of scrimmage with, and Kinger touched on it. Everyone like Ocho Cinco, they all give props to Devontae as having one of the best releases. So. I think this game with these guys, I don't think either of them are going to have a dominant game. I think, you know, it's going to be very modest. Some are going to win here. Some are going to win there. It just depends if those are going to be those key third down plays that that the Packers are just always so good at getting. So um, that, I know my I'll, I'll be glued to the screen just watching those guys. And on the for the Rams on the off, offensive side, I know like um, John Wolford, you know he has has had the neck stinger that he in, got injured against the Seahawks. I don't think he's gonna be practicing all week, so it's probably gonna be Jared Goff. Instead, he was and today he was out there in the practice field wearing gloves to simulate, you know, like the thirty degree weather in like in Lambeau or whatever. So that that was kind of goofy. But um, I think the so Rams what are you're telling like, us, 
what sorry to sorry to interrupt what you're telling us is to not bet Jared Goff over and passing probably not no the, the Rams are gonna run it like 40 times <laughs> well I want to and, and to, to, men, to mention uh that first uh, first of all the over under by the way for Devontae Adams 75 and a half yards in this game I just want to mention that uh so but Going over to Jared Goff now, this is only the third game he's going to be playing underneath 30 degrees, and I'm looking at the weather right now, and it's projected for Saturday. Um, it's going to be around 30 degrees and with winds 16 miles per hour, which is a pretty significant amount of winds. Uh, so th those numbers do not bode well for Jared Goff uh, historically. Kinger, Kinger, you have something to add to this. You know, I just uh, before I hop over to talk about the Rams and offense and the Packers, I want to say, you know, like I said, everybody this week's always been talking about the Packers offense versus the Rams defensive matchup, right? And we already covered Jalen Ramsey, Devontae Adams, um, you know, and then the other key matchup this week is, is you know, how much of a wrecking ball is Aaron Donald going to be and how much of a, a force is he going to be in this game being, you know, probably not 100%. We know Aaron Donald's obviously one of, if not the best football player in the NFL, Um you know, excited to watch our all pro center, Corey Lindsley and Elkin Jenkins, how they handle him. Um, you know, if he is played, if he's, he's on a very, Donald's on a very strong stretch of football right now. Um, you know, I think obviously limiting him and his impact is going to be key in how the Packers, uh, you know, perform in this game, but to switch over to the other side of the ball, like you're saying, I'm kind of, kind of disappointed that the Packers defense doesn't seem to be getting, uh, you know, quite the respect maybe that it deserves. Right. And again, I don't think we've shown that we're, we we're quite an elite defense this year, but I think we've shown flashes, um, you know, that we can be very good. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, one of the matchups this week that I'm really looking forward to is, is seeing Kenny Clark versus the Ram center, Austin Blythe and that interior offensive line, um, you know, very quietly, Kenny, very quietly. Kenny Clark only had, uh, two sacks, um, in the last seven games of the season, but he created 23 pressures out of that. Um, you know, so he's, you know, although the numbers aren't quite there, he's been very impactful in the backfield. I think Blythe has given up the most, if not the second or third most pressures from the center position this year. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, watching that matchup. And I see this potentially being a game where Kenny Clark could break out. Um, but the key to this obviously is going to be to load the box. We're going to have to make sure we limit this Rams run game. Mm. Cam Akers, it looks like uh, he's a very elusive back and looks like he could be a, a nice uh, piece for them for years to come. Um, so I, I anticipate uh, Petten to, to really focus on stopping that run and making Goff throw it right. Our corners, you know, we have Jair on the outside who is right there with that Jalen Ramsey level. Um, if, if you're asking me, I think I'm going to give Ramsey obviously the slight edge, but he's the first team all pro, but uh, Jair ain't no slouch over there, that's for sure. Um, so I think we're going we're gonna to force Goff to beat us on the outside, one, a lot of one-on-ones, and uh, if we can stop that run, I absolutely see in this being a very long day for the, for the Los Angeles Rams. And I uh yeah, Barney, you want to add to that? Yeah, um, you know, I hate to 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 say that uh, or to act like I'm not giving uh, Jairi any uh, any props here. Um, I don't know if his plan will be to shadow uh, any of the guys, you know, Cup or um, or uh, Woods, but I will say one thing that 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 worries me a little bit about you know that matchup is if they can get the running running game going and that is the very very important part of this uh, those are two of the toughest people some of the shiftiest guys they're system wide receivers they're they're really shifty they just understand x's and o's uh i think maybe the, i think jair is going to be just fine but i think it comes down to the other side uh, is the other cornerback or nickel or safety whoever's lined up on that other guy are they going to be able to do the job yeah 
Uh, so, uh, KJ, let, let, let's go to you now. How do you feel about this Rams offense going against this Packers uh, defense, and especially Jared Goff? Uh, you know, last week he did get the win, but 9 of 19 he threw, 155 yards, and that was like two 40-yard throws, including like one like little screen off to the right side. So, not a, still not a great stat line, but he didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not feeling too awesome about uh, about Jared Goff's chances, but I feel like the the Rams offensive line is good enough to control the line the line of scrimmage, and if they can get if they can dominate like the first quarter and get like the and kind of eat some clock up, I think that the Rams can win this scoring like I don't know 20 points or whatever, and uh, keeping the Packers at bay. So are you saying if the Rams score 20 points, they win this game? Yes, yes. Hmm. Interesting, Remy. I know you wanted to throw something wow. in there too. Yeah, I was just wondering, okay, aside, all the bias aside, Kinger, the Packers' run defense, how have they looked the past three weeks? Uh, Packers' run defense just overall as a whole has been steadily improving the last six or seven weeks of the season. Only 100-yard rusher we've had um, since November was David Montgomery in that November game. So what I was going to say is also not only field position, but, I mean, look at Akers. Akers quietly is just holding that team together and dominating like i think la hit on acres so if acres can go into you know this game and straight delvin cook them for i mean not that he's going to get four touchdowns um the elite running backs do that control the clambo exactly if 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 acres can get the run boom you guys have you you guys ha- should have come away with a victory because if the run works, you're probably going to win. So, so I just had Ram- to throw that in there. I'm a big fan of Cam Akers. So the Rams, you think, uh, Remy, should be taking a play, uh, a page out of the Vikings playbook from their game in Lambeau earlier this year because the, the the Packers didn't have a lot of uh, possessions in that game, right, Kinger, if I remember correctly? They, they're they really no. limited. Akers and should that is, be he, he's, he said he's Dalvin right. Cook right now. And, and Remy, I just want to make sure that was bias aside, right? <laughs> See where I started off with that and ended it? <laughs> Skull, baby. That's how we live. So, KJ, do you think do you think Cam Akers is the key to the Rams this week, or is it a re- wide receiver that needs to break out? I th- I think it's Cam Akers that's going to have to carry the load again. He, uh, I'm amazed he looked so great last week after looking awful in Week 17, coming off like coming off his high ankle sprain. But I think he's gonna have to be. I think he's gonna have to. He he's gonna have to be the workhorse for the Rams with a little Malcolm Brown mixed in. But he isn't as explosive as Cam Akers. But I think, I think Cam Akers needs Cam Akers needs to get like thirty touches to like um to win the game for the Rams here. Well, a workhorse he has been. Uh, so it started against Arizona where he got twenty-one carries, then twenty-nine carries against New England, fifteen against the Jets, twenty-one against Arizona, and then twenty-eight against. Seattle, so he has been really their workhorse here in the second half of the season. Um, Should be a fun game. Yeah, so let's go around now and give our predictions for this divisional round game. Again, the Packers six and a half point favorites, and the over-under in this game sits at, let me uh, pull it up, sorry, it just left off 45 and a half. So low scoring, of course, with two pretty good defenses. So let's start with you, Kinger. What do you got for this game? I'm going to give a lot of respect to this Rams defense. Um, you know, and I think that 
ultimately this is going to be a good football game and a lot of entertaining for for fans to watch this weekend. Um, you know, however, top to bottom, I still really like my Packers this weekend. Um, like we discussed, I don't know that I have confidence in Jared Goff um, to really be pose much of a threat. I think from the offensive side of the ball, it all comes down to Acres and if he can get going. Um, I like I said, I anticipate the Packers really to sell out on stopping that run. Uh, ultimately, I think the Rams defense is going to get some wins, but to keep the Packers under 20 points, I just don't see it, Kid Jay. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers to win and host the NFC Championship 24-16. All right, so you have the Packers covering, too. Uh, let's go to Barney. Uh, I'm going to echo that sentiment there. Uh, you know, I just think, I don't think uh, Jared Goff needs to be anything other than timely. If you could just extend the, the drives, uh, I think that'll be more than enough. Uh, it should be a real close battle. I'm going to go 24-23 Rams. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Remy over there. Do you have another upset brewing here? I can only imagine. This that is a hundred percent a yes. Well, Remy is going to have. I want to the, try to build up some You know my one rule. You guys know <laughs> my one rule on the podcast is to never bet against the Packers or Saints. Never bet against them. Never bet for them. There you go. That being said, I got the Rams to cover. And not only that, but they will come out victorious, twenty-three to thirty. Book it. Jared Goff and the Rams offense going for thirty. Oh, yeah. I love it. Cam Akers. Absolutely. Money lines plus two sixty on the Rams. If you guys are feeling, if you really truly feel this uh, right now, uh, so let's move it on uh, to Kid J here. Are you Rams going to pull it off? Uh, of course. <laughs> um, they are going to pull it off. It's going to be a really <laughs> tight one. I think they are going to win uh twenty-four to twenty-one. Ooh, Close. all right. Close one. Um, uh, I'm gonna be with an agreement here with you, Kinger. Um, I'm sorry, I I I just you know, what? the the Rams are number one in coverage per PFF, but the Packers are number three. And I do think they have fixed some of their run defense issues. It's still not good, but it, it's gonna be better than because uh, I believe five of their top seven defensive uh rushing per defensive performances against the rush have happened in the second half of the season here. Uh, so I, I like that. That shows improvement, uh, and I think they fixed six some of those issues. And if they're able to stop the run, the this this past game is is over. Jared Goff, uh, <laughs> no chance. Uh, so, and I I I think the the Packers are going to scheme, uh, or I think that Rams defense is just going to get tired. I think there's going to be a lot of three and outs on the Rams side of the football, and because of that, um, I'm going to like the Packers here, 27 to 17, uh, to pull out the victory. And I, I think it's a good matchup for the Packers, especially in the cold with Jared Goff. Yeah, Barney, you want to throw one more thing in there before we move on? Yeah, I just want to, uh, you know, call out Tuesday here. Uh, Big Z. Big Z is picking. I looked at the brackets. Big Z's picking the Packers to win it ah, all. Ah, yeah. So so he's, he's a, a Detroit. Love it. Picking the Packers to win it all, everyone. So mm. please take no. that with a grain of when salt. You're, when you're... When you're well, first of all, all right, two things then. First of all, I'm the only one to predict all six divisional games in the pool. Let me say that first of all. So there's, I'm doing something right right now. And second of all, I, you know, when the Lions are not in the playoffs, 
I, I just got to pick with my head, not my uh, not my you, heart. Especially when the money's on the line, the baby. Packers. You never root for the Packers to win it all. It's Kansas City Chiefs, baby. <laughs> it's a, it's a damn shame. It's a damn shame, Big <laughs> it Z. It is a damn shame, Big Z. Barty, did you pick the Bears to go all the way? Fuck no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I know who they thought they were. I got bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, baby. <laughs> All right. So now that we move on to kind of to the the weekend here, let's go into our best bets uh, here for the upcoming divisional round. And just like my picks for the divisional round, I think I was the only one to cover my best bet from last week. Right, Barney? Am I 1-0 and the rest 0-1? I believe that was correct. Yeah, my beautiful teaser, baby. It's all about the teaser. The Bills, they won by three. Teased it down to two and a half. That game got a little scary. I'm not going to lie. It, it, it got scary, I but you know. Bill. I picked the Bills. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> all right, so let's start with you, Barney. What's your best bet here for the divisional weekend? Um, I am rolling with the team that I think will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, and that is the Ageless Wonder, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay getting three points at New Orleans. Uh, you know, the first two showdowns were were uh, beatdowns that the, that the Saints gave them. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's very hard to beat a team three times. And uh, I'm going to keep harping on that. All right. At, at the last time they played the Saints, it was a blowout. I think they lost by 35. Was, was it 38 to 3? Exactly. They 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 foreseen the uh, the events that would lead up to the divisional round, and they let the Saints use up all of their points in that last meaningless game. Yeah, uh, it, I mean, if you watch the the Tampa Bay play recently, it looks like they figured out some of their issues on offense, especially in the passing game. I I, I want to say uh, I think Antonio Brown is back. I, I mean, he's not. He's not. Peak Antonio Brown, but he is a fucking problem. Just good enough. All right. Uh, and the this uh, Tampa Bay offense has scored thir- more 30-plus points in four straight games as well. But, again, that's against the Falcons twice, the Lions once, but the Washington Redskins, who had a top-five defensive uh, defensive rating against the pass. Let's go to you, Remy. What's your best bet here? Get back to 500 here for the playoffs. So, uh... We all know the rule. When I'm not rooting against the Packers, I am rooting against the Saints. And that's exactly what we're going with. Tampa Bay plus three and a half. Tampa is just going to come in and say bye-bye, Breeze. And I hope it's in walk-off fashion. you got to just hope it's in walk-off fashion because I hate that organization more than anything. Anyway, Tampa Bay there, plus three and a half. Um, then the, I do like the Rams to cover, uh, what is it? Six? Is it six and a half? Yeah. Pick one. Yeah. Pick one. Remy, what's your best bet? Not your best. Oh, not the numerous, best. Not, oh, and, and Remy, Remy, the line right now is three. Yeah. Oh, but three and a half, three and a half. I would buy the, I would buy the half point. I would buy the half point. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't know if you were if you were using the line or you were buying the, the half point. You know what? If it's a single best bet, I'm still taking Tampa Bay plus three and a half. Fuck the Saints. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh so that's two for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Uh let's throw it over to Kinger now. 
not going to make it three of us. You know, I'm torn between two other games, actually. Team that I've been riding uh, pretty heavily this year is the Buffalo Bills. I do like that game, but Lamar Jackson and how that Ravens team is playing right now is a little bit scary. So I'm making the switch to another game, and I think my dumb brain is going to make me regret this pick. But I'm going to the Cleveland Browns to cover 10 points. For yeah, baby. Let's go. Uh, I'm on the Browns I train. You know, I think that uh, that defense is good. Uh, you know, I think Baker Mayfield's playing well. Uh, ultimately, I do think the Chiefs are going to win the game. They are, you know, defending Super Bowl champs. I still think, you know, probably the top of football uh, in regards to skill level. Um, but I like Cleveland to hang around. I, I they're think they're going to make it a football up. game. Double digits, exactly. Let's let's ride the Cleveland Browns. All right, baby. Let's go. I like it a lot. You know, Cleveland Browns, 4-1 to one odds to win that game. Money line. <laughs> um, let's, let's throw it over to Kid J now, since... Since we got you here, what's your best bet for the weekend? You know, I'm just gonna be a total homer here and go. Or actually, you know what? I like I like the Bills minus or uh, plus two and a half. The Bills are minus two and a half. Minus two, two and, points, I, two I and like, a half points. I like the Bills uh, to beat the the Ravens. Even better. Yeah, yeah. I like I like, <laughs> I like the Bill. I like the Bills to beat the Ravens at home in prime time. Yeah, that that line has moved all over the place. The Bills started at three point favorites and it got all the way down to one. Now they're back to. <laughs> Two and a half point favorites, so I'm curious where that's going to go uh, throughout the rest of the week. Uh, but man, this is a tough one. There's a lot of lines I really like this weekend. I'm, I I I got to go Green Bay six and a half. That's my that's my best bet for the week. I, Are I, you I, a Packer fan? Are you a Packer? <laughs> Let's go, when, my, when my money's no. on the line, I, I'll be a Packer fan for this. I'm, I, they're not playing the Lions this weekend. I'm what a joke! I hope. I hope. Green Bay gets their asses handed to them so I can come on the podcast and just laugh. We don't even need to talk. <laughs> I'm going to just laugh and then head right out. <laughs> you are a NFC North Packer fan who roots for the Lions. Damn you, Big Z. <laughs> well, that is correct. It's all love. It's all I am, I'm, I'm asking this segment to make my best bet for what I think is going to happen this weekend, and that is the Packers matchup. It's not a heart. It's not a matter of the heart. I, if it came to matter of the heart, I would never root the for the Chiefs. Packers. Is it the Packers matchup, or is it more so the matchup of the cold versus Jared Goff? Well, I, that, that's a huge factor Ooh, in it question. for sure, uh, is Jared Goff in the cold. He's ter- I mean, we saw him in one of the three games that he played in the cold and under 30 degrees. Remember that one in Chicago, Barney? That was one of the worst games I've ever seen. Was that five picks? Yeah. Yeah. Five picks or some so shit bad. like that? He, fa- he faced one of the scariest defenses known to me. <laughs> Kid Jay, you remember that game? Jared Goff in Chicago? Oh, yeah, that was awful. <laughs> he wants to forget that game. Yeah. Um, the other one I, I, the other one I was thinking of going was the Cleveland Browns. So I, I'll be out in the Cleveland Browns, too. But, but my best bet is the Green with Bay With all Packers. those injuries? With all those injuries, especially on the offensive line. I I don't know. I, mean, I I might I might sell some points. I think isn't Baton isn't Batonio coming uh, back? That's not sure yet. But they're getting Denzel. They're getting both their starting cornerbacks this week. They've been without their starting quarterbacks yeah. the last two weeks. And I'm pretty sure they're going to get Batonio back. I don't know that for a fact, but I thought that it's was one of those COVID that things Con- that you're Conklin not sure got until a little happens. roughed up. But uh, Conklin got a little roughed up last game. Uh, I think he'll be I, back I, I, though. I, I think all those guys are back. I didn't hear. I didn't see any of them out. Like they're going to be out. I uh, I understand that, but. I'm throwing. I'm not throwing. I'm just. I might. I might take that point. That game up to thirteen and a half and win some extra money. I think that game's gonna be maybe twenty point difference. Wow. Um. I. I'm probably gonna go over on that one too. Uh. But 
You know, the the thing about the Cleveland Browns, they have like one of the the best offenses in the league. If you take out if you take out their three games where they played in rain and twenty mile per hour winds, and then the game against the Jets where they're missing their entire wide receiver, um, they they actually have a top five ranked offense. So don't do not sleep on the Cleveland Browns and their defense. Eh, it's not great, but they do have Miles Garrett who can make a splash play here or there. Um. Their second, but they're like I said, they're getting Denzel Ward back, which I think is huge for this game, especially if you want to be matched up with Tyree. So Kill. take the Browns, take the Browns. I I said I'm going to be taking them, but my best bet is the Cleveland or the Green Bay Packers. Right. That's my best bet for the weekend. <laughs> That's all. Your best bet is that you yeah. better hope the Packers win, so you don't hear it from us <laughs> on Tuesday. That is your best bet. <laughs> all right, but I do like the Tampa Bay one too. I do like the Tampa Bay one as well. Boys, let's wrap this one up. I'm all out of beer. All right. <laughs> so, exactly. We're going to wrap this up now. This is one of our longer ones, and we only had one game to talk about. It's a, this is great. Uh, we don't want to be done talking football. It's it's winding down, unfortunately. But nonetheless, uh, the Pylon on Instagram, please follow us on there. Twitter at the Pylon Pod. We really appreciate a follow on either of those platforms. Uh, and just continue. We'll post our best bets and everything on there. Um, in addition... Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, and please leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. And then, thank you again for Kid J for hopping on, our producer, uh, talking about your Rams. This will be the, the first and last time probably of the year. <laughs> Unless maybe maybe the biggest Super Bowl, then we can have you on. But if me and Kinger's predictions go right, it's going to end for you this weekend. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, nonetheless, thank you everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the divisional round weekend. We'll be here uh, back on Monday, we'll be posting a pod with our recap. Thank you, everybody, and have a fantastic weekend.